Blog Talk Radio. I can make your body talk while we're making love. And what can make this conversation even spark up? It's me and you up in this room, colliding like a boom. Gonna have you speaking in tongues the way you like it. It's loud when you're excited. Oh, you get excited that I can't help but make you scream and call out for me. Oh, I love you when you go. Baby, can she say
if you want to be in the chat room, we're getting that up and running. I hope you'll join us there as well. So, Shakira, um, you know, this is a little preview because sometimes you have to duck out early, but do you know how to properly do you know how to properly initiate conversations about sex? I, I think that goes without saying. Um Yeah. <laughs> it goes for the short answer. Yeah, I do. But yeah, the short okay. answer I mean the long I mean the long answer is I got references, but you know Oh well, that that okay. take that take all night. I'm gonna put let me write that down. That's I'm gonna tell somebody that's some that's some dope stuff to say. I'm gonna tell somebody I got references, but you know that'll take I mean, night. I mean, seriously, I got references. <laughs> it's really not that hard. But to see, I know out. you do. Yeah, I know you do. Like, believe me, if you're listening, it's for real. I might be joking and just talking shit when I say it, but not so for the big guy. He's so serious. So, um. And I want to make sure that I say early to uh, Abdul. Good evening, sir. Glad to have you listening. He's on time this uh, evening. You know, he missed us a little bit last week, but he's on time this evening. So that's awesome. Uh, and I wanted to um, ask you a question before we bring our guest on, but I don't want him to answer it. I just want him to think about it because it's going to come back again when we get into discussion time. So just thinking about it, what is the best way to start a conversation about a sexual experience that you want to have with your partner but you're afraid that your partner won't, you know, want to do it or understand something new? So what's the best way to partner to even listen to something that you want to try. So don't okay. answer that. But we're going to leave okay. that in the background as a buzz. Because I know I'm seeing you like the sexual expert, but that's because you probably have a lot of sex. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So we're not going to uh, hesitate any longer. We're going to go ahead and we're going to bring on our guests. We're going to let her do some of the um, discussion about her project. So this first part of the show, you know, is just where we let our authors take the spotlight. And then that second part of the show, any damn thing might happen. Miss Wallace, are you with us this evening now? I am with you. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to of have course. you in there. What else will we do? Of course we will. I'm glad you you have found it interesting, so I'm glad you showed up. Now, let me go ahead and ask you if you can handle grown folks' conversation. Uh, yeah, I can handle grown folks' conversation. No problem. <laughs> all right. I'll take the kids to bed. That's all, I, that's all I like to hear. I'm good. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do for the first part of the show is I want to spend that all on you. I want to talk about how people can find your um, writing. I want you to talk about your latest pieces, your projects, 
I want you to tell them where, you know, what you, what genre you're in. Just give us some more um, information about your author, author business. And then, um, of course, we'll ask a few questions along the way. But go ahead and set us up for some of the things that we can look for in um, searching for your pieces. Um, well, <clears throat> So far, I have three novels and one book of short stories, um, more like a a three-piece on the short stories. Um, My first novel is She Say, She Say, A Modern Love Story. Um, It was was more like a project at first. It was just something I was doing for fun. I was part of a women's forum, and we were doing little writing exercises, and I started writing like a chapter once a week, and I got about six weeks of work done before I stopped and then people kept hitting me up and asking me when I was going to finish and so it actually took a couple years because I stopped dealing with it all together and I just stuck to my um, writing short stories for fun And um, but I kept getting hit so I went ahead and finished it and then that's when I was really bit by the bug as far as writing novels I had a bunch of ideas in my head but I hadn't really put any work in on them until I finished that first work. Um, The genre that my work would fit into, I would say romance. Um, uh, It's a little steamy. It's a little different. Some people would consider it alternative because it's not just your straight-laced, you know, man-woman romance. Um, She Say, Mm -hmm. She Say is actually about two college women, um, one who's openly gay and one who's in the closet kind of figure out who she is. And so, you know, that was more of a love story. It was a softer story. It could be a little graphic, but it was a love story. Um, I guess it kind of helped me because at that time I was kind of going through something myself. Um, um, some experiences and dealing with being attracted to women at the time. And, and so, so it kind of helped me deal with it. And, uh, Oh. I've gotten a, I've gotten a pretty good audience or a reader following from you know the gay and lesbian community because of it. So it, it it's cool. That was my first baby. So. Um, okay. So some real life um, experience feeding to your characters and your storyline. Okay. Well, I mean, it was influenced just what one of my characters was going through, trying to accept it and. You know, being, I guess you could say, in the closet and getting past it so that she wouldn't have to remain in the shadows. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a kind of, it's a coming of age story, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite work of mine is In Pursuit of Joy, which was my second novel, and it was influenced by uh, a few people that I know and a little bit about, you know, not about me, but kind of me too. Um, about a married woman who was, you know, living her life, sister girl, successful woman, married, child, you know, lived the good life, but there was something that was kind of missing. But she kind of kept it dormant. She kept it in the back of her mind until she meets this woman through a friend, um, and things just start to happen. You know, it's an attraction that she can't really fight, and this woman seduces her. And um, she has to decide on whether or not she wants to maintain the life that she's living, um, you know, the happy housewife and whatnot, 
or pursue this new relationship. So that one has a lot of drama. And so I kind of fell in love with the characters from that story, Joy being the main character and Toya being the secondary character. Um, Which brings me to my latest novel, which is Foolish Pursuits, which is what happens in the aftermath of that affair because it does turn into an affair. And um, In Pursuit of Joy is told from Joy's perspective. So it's kind of it, you get a personal feel for it, and um, and foolish pursuits is told from Toya's perspective. Toya was the quote unquote bad girl, so you get to see how she really is, um, and that um, in that novel because everybody has you know everybody has an idea or or a, a preconceived notion of you know the bad girl and what have you, but in foolish pursuits you kind of see that she's just the woman who has to keep a front on, I guess. But she's just the woman who makes mistakes, and she's human, you know, not so much mm-hmm. the bad girls everybody thinks, but you got to keep that, that facade up or that face up with people when, you you know, you're dealing with inner turmoil, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those are my novels, and then I have my trilogy of short stories, and those are erotic, steamy stories. Their, their point is to get you hot and bothered, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get a little. I mean, we. I mean, we get a little erotica. We get a little romance. Okay. So when you when you're writing about these stories, and um, like you said, some of this stuff has a personal uh, flair to it. It's not necessarily um, autobiography, but some of it comes from personal experiences, either yours or someone else's. Um, do you ever feel like, um, are you ever afraid putting those stories out there, maybe the, how it's received or any backlash? No, not really afraid, no. I mean, I know it's the type of reading or stories that may not be of interest to everyone, but if somebody actually checks it out and gets past what they might think, they might actually enjoy it, but no fear. No fear, because these stories, even though they're fiction, there's some. It, it's somebody's story. Somebody's dealt with this, and somebody's mm-hmm. lived through this. So, and so, and it might actually help someone else get over the hump, you know, um, to accept what they're dealing with, or at least open up to talk about it. It, it, it opens up dialogue, which is a good okay. thing. It's entertainment, you know, I like it to entertain, but it also makes you think because you just never know what somebody's going through. And so, it's also, it's a getaway for the reader but it's also something to think about. So sure like I said, yeah, I like I like things that open up dialogue. I like to entertain and make you think at the same time. So no no fear. Like I said, it's just, you know, everybody might not be keen on it. Some people don't want to read about a woman having an affair or somebody might not want to read about two women in an affair. But once you get past that particular topic and just read the story, you get a greater understanding and you might actually like the story. You just have to get past your, 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 Preconceived notions or your misconceptions, you know, you got to get past that. And once you do that, mm-hmm. you, you're designed. It's a good story because I have an aunt. She's a she's a minister and she's read all my work and she's loved it. So okay. So, so if you can appeal to you know someone who's you know older, she's in her sixties. She's read them all. You know, if you can get them to open up to it, then there's something more there than it's not just a story about two people sneaking off and and boning or whatever. There's more. There's always more to it than just that. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, okay, so, you know, that's something that um, I think when you don't write 
that type of writing that you kind of wonder, you know. So I was asking that question for all of those, you know, those of us who um, don't write that. And, okay, so it's kind of like anything else that we do write where it's just a matter of um, finding that audience that receives it well. So that's pretty much with any piece of writing. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us, um, we go ahead and let you tell us where we can find uh, some of your work. While we um, still have a all of sensible airtime, <laughs> sensible conversation okay. going on. Okay, well, all of my work can be found on Amazon under Olivia Renee Wallace. Um, I wanted to use my full government name for anybody who may have had doubts that I would ever do this. You can look me up. So Ooh. everything. Everything is on Amazon, Shay, and it can also Shay. be. No, I'm just, you know, you have people who say they will support you or whatever, but they don't think you're going to do it, but you can look me up. So full name, no, no pen name. You know, to those who use pen names, that's cool, but I just wanted people to know that I did what I said I was going to do. Um, so everything's on Amazon. You can also go to Barnes & Nobles and order the paperbacks and um, Books A Million and order the paperbacks, and you can go directly through me, and I have the Arthur page on Facebook, and I have my regular page on Facebook, so I'm pretty much open to to everybody. My page is public. You know, I'm not one of those who have a page, and then it's private, which it doesn't make sense to me. So there's always some way you can get them directly from me. So okay. I like to do the one-on-one thing, sign it, and, and I like to interact well, with everybody. So. Yeah, because you kind of get around to – a, diff, a few different uh, book fair or um, signing events. Yes, I've, I've been to a couple. Yeah, I've been to a couple, and I did my first book signing in March, and I was so excited. I did it here in Little Rock, which was good because I did it at home, my first book signing. And so I'm working on getting more things out there. You know, I've got a, I got a couple of projects I'm working on, and I would like to do more book fairs, but, you know, some people know, some people don't. With me having a baby on the way, I'm just kind of taking it easy right now. But uh-huh. she'll be here. She'll be here in 11 weeks. So I'm trying for Harlem. I'm trying for Harlem next year. And I know there's a ton of other things going on. It's just a matter of finding them. A lot of them I found out about a little too late. But right yeah, now, I kind of take it easy. Fall into that sometimes. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I've done um, the National Black Book Fair in Houston, the National Black Book Festival. Uh-huh. And um, hopefully I'll be able to do that. This year, I'm hoping, you know, that gives me time to kind of get past childbirth because it's every October, I believe. So I'll try to be in Houston this year and hopefully next year because I had stayed in Houston for a short while and I intend to go back. So, yeah, I plan to get around. Um, So do you do any kind of – do you have any type of writing that you prefer or that you want to try? You haven't tried yet, but – there's a genre that you'd like to work in? Well, yeah, but being that I have two kids, you know, and they're growing up, they're young ladies, I want to eventually branch off into do write stories, you know, cater to teens, you know, mm-hmm. teens and preteens. My daughter should be 12 this year. My oldest should be 12. And so, you know, I want something that they can actually share with their friends because they tell people I write all the time. They tell their teachers, I'm like, yeah, you might not want to read this to your classmates. So <laughs> I want something, I want something, you know, a little more catered to a younger crowd. And eventually I will. My daughter's already, she's getting into writing. And so I would like to do some things that work with my daughter also. So I want to okay. work with a younger, a younger group of people. 
You know, I want to be able to start reaching out more to the community. And I wouldn't necessarily want to take my books into a high school. Not now, anyway. So, so yes, I intend to work on something for a younger crowd in the near future. Okay. And you'll be amazed at the things that a younger crowd is reading. Um, I found uh, my sister soldier, my introduction to sister soldier came from a seventh grader, uh, you know, years ago. But, you know, they had um, ripped the covers off and they were passing that around. And I was like, what are y'all reading? Give it here. And I was like, who there is you this? Go. <laughs> so... Uh, you'd be amazed. I'm not. I'm not saying to go and take your books in there, but I'm just saying they oh, probably already I, know. <laughs> I definitely understand. I started reading romance novels when I was like nine or ten. My mom used to get the silhouette um, and the Harlequin mm-hmm. um, romance mm-hmm. novels, and I used to sneak in the bathroom while I was taking the bath and read the novel. So I know it's just that I don't, I don't want to put one directly in a child's hand. What some kids sneaks off and does in the bathroom? But you know, they probably already have already checked that out. Yeah, I'm pretty (laughs) sure. Okay. Um, So talk of can you talk a little bit about um, the writing industry? You're um, an indie author, right? Yes. Okay. Talk a little bit about your experience being an indie author. What What are you if you had to give some words of wisdom to someone who wants to, at some point, pursue that whole independent um, public publishing uh, avenue, what are some things maybe that you can say from your experiences that you need to um, pay attention to? Well, first of all, don't try to jump into um, one clicks. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be in a rush to get under somebody's label just to say you're there. Me, I prefer being indie. Um, All faults are mine, but all rewards are mine also. I mean, you put in more work as an indie author. But, I mean, I see a lot of people who have been had by different companies or publishers. So don't be in a rush just because somebody says they like your work and they want to work with you, research it. I mean, ask mm-hmm. around, research. Don't just assume that just because they say they like your work, you're going to blow up. I would prefer to start where I am now as an indie author and struggle and earn it and work my way up than assume that somebody's going to give it to me because nobody's going to just give it to you. And that's mm-hmm. my biggest mm-hmm. thing on that. When I see what's going on with a lot of people, when I see people going back and forth because they're part of this book click or whatever, I just observe, you know, I'm cool with everybody mm-hmm. who's cool with me. And I can mm-hmm. be dealing with two people who are bumping heads. As long as I'm not in the middle of it, that's your business. But right. sometimes it's just better to be, you know, in and do your own thing. You keep your, you remain an individual that way. And so, and mm-hmm. that's what makes a lot of people stand out. You know, I don't want to be part of somebody's crew. And, you know, I'm, you know, if you, if that's what you want, that's fine. But don't be in a rush to just, just say you belong with somebody. You know, take pride mm-hmm. in your work and push it yourself. Learn what it's like to have hard work and you'll feel that success when you get that person mm-hmm. to say, oh, I love your work. It's not because such and such pushed it. It's because you pushed it. So, right. Yeah, I'm right. King Andy. I'm King Andy. Okay, well, you know, right now we're on the same team, like Buzz, so I get it. <laughs> look, I ain't, I ain't hating. I ain't hating I at all. 
I know, because I know there's two faces to the kids, so whatever. Um, <laughs> so, Look, what, I take uh, pride in being able ahead, to do both, ahead, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So, I think, um, and I think, you know, I think I've been lucky enough to associate with um, writers, no matter who, you know, they're published by, they are so supportive, you know, even even if it's just in, uh, like, what Renee does all the time, sharing posts. Um, but, you know, she'll share my books and she's read me. I mean, just those kind of things, just to, even if it's just in private, to say, you know, that was awesome, keep going, what's going to happen next? You know, just little things to keep each other motivated because I have some friends on here that are, um, you know, published by big publishers, and that's still really cool. So I think I've just been kind of blessed to be in that circle with people like you who are indie and um, really cool or people like Shakir who are with a publishing company and still really cool. So like you said, that whole click thing can really mess you up because you miss out on such great people when you like, I don't talk to them because they publish by, you know, you have to be careful with that. Um, so in your private time, in your leisure time, Renee, who do you read? What what is um what is one of your or who would be some of your favorite authors or types of right now reading that you like? Well, of course you. I I let you know that I I wait for you to just post on Facebook. Um Fabiola <laughs> Joseph left her work. Um um, uh, Raquel Williams, uh, Ebony Oliver. I guess uh, there's there's a lot of people, and most of them are the the the, the newer people. I mean, you have mm-hmm. people who have been in the game for a while. You know, I've read Treasure Blue. I like Treasure Blue's work. Um, Black Cop. I like his work. And before I started, before I read his work, I didn't do a lot of the. I won't call it urban literature, but his you know a grittier work. I've been. I did romance for so long. That's all I really read was, like, romance. So to get something mm-hmm. that was a little more, that was a little harder, that's he's kind of who made me start reading, you know, breaking off and reading other types of work. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. opened up, you know. Then there's, of course, the Terry McMillans and, of course, Zane. Zane was the inspiration um, because that was when I first started realizing that it's okay to write something a little nasty, you know. Or, <laughs> You know, I mean, that's, that's just how it was. I was like, you know, you could go in Walmart and get it. So I was like, oh, and this is so explicit. You know, at first mm-hmm. you really couldn't find things like that on the shelf. And so when I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, then I can do this. You know, she can do it. I can definitely do it. And so there's a ton, you know, there's there's a ton. I don't, I can't say I have one favorite. I really don't mm-hmm. because yeah. I enjoy so many different people now. So, and being on Facebook is like everybody's a writer. So mm-hmm. there's always something new. There's always something new to check out. So I'm just I'm an open book when it comes. Yeah, to I, I like. I haven't I haven't honestly I haven't come across many works that I don't like. I came across some that may have been a little overrated in my opinion, but I like to read. So I guess I get I, I like everybody, and I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but but I'm open to it. There's so many people who mm-hmm. are slept on. Because people don't know who they are, but if you get to you open the page and you start reading, next thing you know you're stuck, and you're waiting for the next yeah. book. So there are quite a few that you know 
had it not been for like say Facebook, I would never know they even existed. But okay. and I, you know that's what I found too, because it's like you know you know some of those, you know the big names, or you get the word of mouth like what your friend had reading or whatever. But once I got on Facebook and I saw how many wonderful writers were low key, like nobody really talked about them. You didn't always see people reading them. And I was like, wow, but this. A talented person, you know, it, it would be one day we need to manifest this network that puts us out there like these big companies because you guys have some amazing talent. And I just think we should just be able to have people should know. You know, I remember talking to a lady um, and she was talking about it might have been Zane. And uh, then she was talking about um, a couple of people that she like I'm trying to remember who the author was. And when she says that particular author, I was like, oh, well, you would love. And I just pulled up my Facebook, and I went down the list of authors that I knew that wrote in that genre, like um, Authors Red. And I was like, you would love these people, and you probably never heard of them. And the next time she saw me, she was like, oh, my God. She was like, you should see my iPod I'm pad. I just have... All those people you told me, I just went and started downloading books, and I have been reading. I can't even go to sleep. And I was like, you know, these are people you never heard of. You didn't even know they existed. But then you find out and you get hooked because, you know, there are some talented, independent authors who that marketing, that's that piece that we don't always have is that that big-scale marketing to get our names out there. So I, I understand that, you know. Um, and I mean, and I think that's what a lot of us would say that are independent, um, independently published, is how do you surpass that? You know, because you know, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where it takes all kinds. You know, it takes that. I remember talking to an author once who said, you know, I can't not write using profanity or very blunt descriptions of anatomy. She's like, I can't not do that. That's me. That's who I am. I don't never want to change that. And I get that. You know, it takes all kinds, you know, because there are some of us who can, who can write and never say the actual name of a body part because we're more poetic or, you know, it's just different. That's, that's We do the frilly writing. So, you know, I get it, but it takes all kinds of us to give readers a variety, you know. One day you might be feeling like having a little rough and, and just bend it over and pop it in and go for it, you know. And then, you know, sometimes you might want to be romanced with the words. So if they should have those options. And see, I know, Shakira, you do both of those things, right? Yeah. Mm. So it's always been okay. Uh-huh. So that's always been the case. I mean, technically, have to be. I have to be a little bit more so because of the fact that I'm male. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's always there's a perception almost off the off the gate that, you know, we can't write without being pornographic. So I have mm-hmm. to work doubly hard to make sure that that's not the case. Mhm. Right. And Abdul, thank you for agreeing with me. It makes me feel happy when you agree with me. And Abdul wanted to say hi to you, Renee. Abdul, I don't know if you've ever been on my page during the show and you see this guy that is really cool, kind of interacts with us um, socially there. And um, he is 
always a part of the show, you know. Um, and I, I, I really like having him because sometimes he just throws information on the page and sometimes he gives us some funny comments. Like last week when he didn't like what Ron was talking about, that made my day. Like, I need those kind of moments in my life. But um, so I wanted to let you know that he said hello. Yes, hello, hello. And he'll probably, once you start, you know, because I'm going to ask you to post some information on my page, and he'll probably comment on that. So, to Abdul is, okay, um, we're getting close to that point in the show where we start talking about our topic. So, I'll go ahead and again point out that this evening's topic is about having or initiating sexual conversations. And because I know for a fact that you have at some point in the last eight months, seven months, had sex somewhere <laughs> along in there, <laughs> I feel like you are an expert on the topic as well. Um, so be thinking about that. Um, we're going to and Shakira leaves us sometimes early. So we definitely want to get his ideas because we always like to have a variety of male, um, I guess, perspectives because Shakira and Ron don't always agree. And so, so we would never want Ron to be the standing perception, male perception on our show. So um, we're going to start kind of jumping into the topic with a but before we do that, I want to let you have one more time to kind of plug um, what type of writing, you know, what your latest work is, talk a little bit about your series. Again, kind of do a summary for us, um, for anybody that's just now tuning in, and um, also where they can find it. So tell us again a little bit about, you know, your work. Okay, no problem. Um Book number one, She Say, She Say, a modern love story about two um, two college girls um, discovering each other and what they want out of life. One is openly gay. The other one is in the closet, still trying to figure out exactly what it is she wants to do with herself. Um, um, uh, in Pursuit of Joy is about a woman, Joy McIntosh, um, the one who seems to have it all together, perfect life, perfect wife, but there's something missing. Until she meets Latoya Bradshaw, and Latoya completely turns her life and her marriage upside down. Uh, Foolish Pursuits, the follow-up to In Pursuit of Joy, which is told from Latoya's perspective, um, it tells how she became the bad girl and how she gets past being the bad girl when she has to deal with a bunch of changes that occur in her life. And then there's also the trilogy, um, A Blissful Glimpse, which is three erotic stories, three different types of erotic short stories um, featuring uh, a variety of of, of characters. Um, one story interracial, one story about an affair, and one story about um, two friends who get a little close uh, for comfort. Um, all can be found on Amazon, or you can find me, Renee Wallace, on Facebook, and we can work it out and get them directly from me, signed and all the good stuff in bonuses and perks. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. So, and 
later on after the show, would you please post your links or your book cover or, you know, anything that you would want to post on my page so that you can, you know, let people that kind of go there after the show <laughs> kind of where to find you can post your links, post your website, um, post those things onto my page, and that way um, whatever traffic comes to my page, you know, it's a little bit cross-promotional stuff there. Um, that'll be fine so that people can find you. Um, so now we got to get into this topic. Initiating sexual conversations in your relationship, whether it's just I want to have sex or whether it's in which way you want to have sex. That's where we're going right now. So um, I asked Shakira a question earlier, and I asked him to hold that thought. So, Shakira, might you have any particular advice that could be beneficial to someone who's looking to do something new in the bedroom or try something different and they don't know how to put that out there for their partner? Any suggestions? Well, you know, I've always been, I've always been a big proponent of having as, um, open and honest of communication between, you know, you, you and your spouse, you and your significant other, um, trying to keep things to a point where, you know, you, 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 you're comfortable with your partner in the sense of, you know, when it comes to sexual, when it comes to sexual intimacy, when it comes to sexual acts and things of that nature as well, it's always a touchy subject. We already know this. Um, when we get to that point, you're, I guess for me, the best, my, my best advice that I've always been able to give to different couples that have asked questions and, and things of that nature is um, try to find literature. Um, it can be fiction. It can be nonfiction, um, especially if you have a person in your life that really kind of gets off on reading books of any sort of nature or whatever. Um, if you can put it to a point where you can kind of, I won't necessarily say you just put it in an academic sense, but if you can appeal to their intellect as well as their ability to to, to have their urges uh, aroused and things of that nature, it actually helps out a lot more so. Um, that's always been my experience. Whenever it came to anything mm-hmm. that I was, whenever it came to anything that I was interested in that my wife might not have been exactly feeling at the time, the the first thing I end up doing is finding um, any type of book, whether it's fiction, whether it's nonfiction, whatever the case may be, and I appeal to it in that kind of a conversation. Um, I put the caveat out there that, you know, based on how my wife and I are, it's a little easier for me than it would be for the average person. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> okay. You you you're more likely to get that yes. Uh, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I won't necessarily say that it's a, that. I mean, I'll put it this way. I, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll get it three. I'll get it seventy five percent of the time, definitely. Um, now, if it's something okay. that she's just really not feeling, then I'll just basically put it out there that is that it is something that I am interested in, 
and I'm hopeful that she will allow me the avenues to at least try to see whether or not it's something that I'm really wanting to follow through on or if it's just something that was that that it sounded sexy in my head and then the actual application wasn't so sexy. Mhm. Okay. Um and I guess you know eventually I know this conversation is going to lend itself to some other interesting things to talk about as far as the what now or the what next, but um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to coin this one when I try to recap this. I'm going to coin this one the research method, going with the, the academic appeal or the studied appeal, you know, um, and saying, you know, okay, well, let me tell you why. Let me tell you the benefit of this. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm going to coin that one. That's what that was going to be talking about. Um, and so, Renee, I feel free to jump in here. You know, how do you have or how would you suggest people have these conversations, you know, wanting to try something new that you kind of feel like might not be on the the list, you know, things that your partner wants to try? How do you kind of have that, start that, initiate that conversation? Oh, well, we 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 pretty much talk about whatever you know that that would seem like you know pillow talk. That could be something that would come in the aftermath of an already good time that's been had. You know, like you know you know I was thinking about maybe we should try this. It, it's really a matter of having open communication. And me personally, mm-hmm. it's what I write about. For a long time, I had issues with communicating. You know exactly what I wanted to do and. And and every now and then, even now, I still have, you know, little issues because what I might want to do might not be something that he wants to do. But sometimes, mm. you know, they can surprise. So it's just a matter of uh, communicating. You know, you got to mm-hmm. you got to have a relationship where you're open enough where you can talk about it. You know, some people can't; they feel uncomfortable talking to their mate, their lover, or husband, wife, and what have you. So first, you got to work on communication. So if, if there's no, I mean, if there's no good communication, it's not going to work anyway. I mean, that's just yeah. my personal opinion. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I know, and I agree uh, with that. The idea that communication is the important part. Um, and I'm just wanting to give people different methods of communicating. You know, like you said, pillow talk. You know, wait till we're laying together in the bed and we're chilling, and and you know, each of us you know, laying there in that situation, there's no real guard up. So let's have this conversation and nobody is offended or whatnot. So, you know, yeah, but, you know, because communication is, is definitely what's important. So how do we do that when it's not just, hey, can you pass me the salt? And, hey, I would like <laughs> to try. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, not that, that easy. I mean, it's, when it's, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy when you're talking about that. I mean, it, we've we've gotten to the point where we're at. I mean, we're we're having the conversations a lot more now than we probably ever have before. But you still have that. You still have that taboo factor, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's the it's the one thing that makes people uncomfortable. I mean, it's, it, it ranks up there with having the same talk with your child. You know, as far as that is, right. you just, you, it, sometimes you just don't 
you, you, there, there's that comfort level that's kind of there, and then there's that comfort level that's not there, especially when it's something that's difficult to express, especially when it comes to something as intimate and as uh, it leaves you as vulnerable as saying, okay, I, there are some things that I've really not disclosed to you that I really, you know, enjoy, and, and that's the one, that's the one thing that really becomes difficult if it was something you enjoyed before you got together. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think another thing is when you get into a relationship with somebody, you start to be more concerned about how they see you. Um, mm-hmm. The like, representative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like with me and 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 my honey, you know, before we actually became a couple, it was actually a little easier because um, we were friends. We were friends years ago. It was easier to talk about weird stuff because you really it didn't bother you so much what they might say because yeah, it wasn't not because, because they were yeah probably because you were a friend that was not that there was that easy disconnect I guess. Yes, and once you get together, it's like if you tell, you know, your mate you want to be a big old gutter slut for tonight, how would he feel about you tomorrow? You know, how would he look at you? I mean, I mean, does that make sense? You know, you start to oh, care it makes, a little more about how perfect, they see It makes you. absolute perfect sense. I mean, it, so it really you, and truly so you, does. Yeah, so you become, a, not say timid, but timid is a good word. You, can, you become a little more timid about desires, you know. No, you, you become, feel like, no, well, you it's get just comfortable. A yeah, it's a matter of particulars. You know, you you kind of you kind of compartmentalize a lot of the things as far as your desires are concerned. I mean, men men and women both do it. You know, as far as that is, there's no one gender that does it over the other. Um, but you know, at the same time, you just get to a point where the fear is so real that it's the. I mean, and and Shamor's heard me say it so many times over. It's the reason why the download culture on both ends of the gender spectrum have, have flourished so much because of the fact that people compartmentalize so much and they don't bring the stuff out that they originally compartmentalized because now they're kind of disconnecting themselves. They're like, okay, I can be this for my husband or my wife, but when she's out of town on business or if I'm out of town on business, then I can go ahead and indulge in that and then I'll forget about it as soon as I come back home because I'd already put that in this little box. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, Imaj is ready to throw some of her ideas out here, and I'm like I said, I'm keeping a little list. And right now, we got two things: we got the academic appeal with the research, we got the pillow talk because everybody's kind of chilling, guards down. Let's go ahead and and pursue these conversations, and then I'm sure Imaj is gonna come in here with her little slick self. Hi, Hi. Good evening. How are y'all doing? Hi, sweetie. How are you? I am awesome as always. <laughs> hey, welcome. Nobody's treating you bad, I hope. No, everybody's friendly. Everybody's being real gentle with me. Good, good, good. Hey, secure. Guess who said? Shakira, guess who said that they were going to protect Renee and um, keep her safe in the corner because they are going to be gentle and they don't act up. <laughs> really, Carolina Kitty? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Would you much rather her sit beside me or sit beside Rowan? <laughs> I mean, you're asking you're, you're asking a question that I refuse to answer at this particular point because it kind of answers itself now. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I will protect you. You ready? You you ready to share that slick answer you put in the chat room with everybody? I sure will. I sure will. I, I'm the type of person, I like to have conversations. I will throw it out there as a topic to you and see what you say. And that way I can kind of gauge to determine, oh, is he going to be okay with this or is he not going to be okay with this? Because you learn a lot through people in their conversation. And it's not just because you just want to talk and find out. Like, people really do give you honest answers. And that's what I did with my um, ex one time, that when I was trying to explain to him, you know, swingers-type lifestyle, and he was, when I threw it out there, he was like, oh, no, I can't do that. I said, well, guess you won't be going to the function. <laughs> it was the weed out process. It was the weed out process. You know, you throw it out there, see if they're going to bite at night. And if they bite, okay, we can see how much further we can go into it. And then it is what it is. So I'm going to coin to yours to be the fishing method, as your your title is the fishing method. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll take kind of spit it out there and see what happens. I just wanted to see what you were going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and in the back of your mind, this MF is gone. I got to <laughs> Got to go. You, you can't stay around here. Mm-hmm. You can't stay around here. Okay. <laughs> and then there is Ron, who I'm sure has you know, a perspective to share with us this evening. Hello, sir. How are you? I am wonderful. This great day. How are you? Great. It's so wonderful for you to be here with us this evening. Absolutely. What's going on, everybody? So far, hey, so Ron. good. Everything's good. All right. All right. All is well. And how's our guest this evening? I am good. Thank you. How are you? Listen, as long as I wake up, I'm good. Indeed. Yeah. So, Ron, Any why don't you share? That's a good one. I'm sorry, what was that? Ron, wh- okay, so, Ron, why don't you share with us um, how you initiate conversations, specifically the question that we just answered, when it's something you want to try sexually with your partner, but there is a possibility that, you know, he or she would not want to do that or may have some kind of hang-up about it, how would you do that? How would you pursue that? Well, I mean, that, that, that communication word is definitely key, but I think the first communication you got to have is with self. And ask yourself, why the hell you want to do that nasty shit? That's the first question you're going to ask yourself. Because if you want to do it for a reason that's, that's, that's you know, like you want to abuse your power, then maybe you may not need to do that. You know what I mean? I want to do it just because I want to humiliate them. 
then maybe you need not do that. I want to do it because I heard that if I do it, it makes you feel like you never felt before. Okay, well, that's something different. That's something we can talk about. But um, I think the first thing you need to do is ask yourself why you want to do this. But if you can't convince yourself or know why you want to do it, how are you going to get somebody else to do it? Mm-hmm. So, okay. I mean, so I think that would be your first step. What if you, stand, you sit in this mirror and all day long asking yourself, why do I want to do that? And you come up with a great answer that you support, then what? So how do you handle it from there? I mean, even at that point, you have options. You say to yourself, okay, I want to do A, B, and C. I want to put it in that hole right there. You know what? She got issues with that. Damn, she can't do that because of her body physiology or whatever. Okay, I still want to do it. Um, For instance, to be specific, there's a lot of, you know, people throwing around. I know a young lady, she can't ride because she has what they call a tilted cervix or something like that. But whenever she rides on top, man, it actually physically hurts. So if you saying that you want to do something where she's riding you, she may not be the one to do that because physically it hurts her. Okay. So now if you still want to do that, maybe you may have to purchase someone to do it with. Maybe you may have to spend a couple. Maybe you may have to get a side piece and do it with. Okay, hold on. Beep, beep, beep. You said maybe you might have to purchase someone. You are a complete supporter. This is the second week that you have said buy it. So you're a complete supporter of purchasing vagina. Purchase a vagina anyway. Whether you purchase it on an installment plan. Or, <laughs> or you yeah, just outright say, yeah. You're talking about outright shopping for the piece you want. You do that anyway. When you see a man, you shop for him. You just don't shop for him but, with your currency. You shop you know, for him with your wiles. Usually you're not just shopping for a vagina. You're like, I want a little bit of companion. Oh, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. <laughs> no, no, don't talk to me. Don't tell me what I do. <laughs> I shop for vagina. Yes, give me a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. And I want to tell Abdul to thank you so much for always taking care of us. So he posted on my page a book that is titled uh, Guide to Getting It On. So he's given some suggestions on how it is that you initiate um, these conversations in your relationship. So, Ron, I think you should hit up Amazon and uh, cop this book here. Oh, my. Oh, I think you were going to go to Amazon think... and get you a big bitch. That's what this people say. You thought I was going to ask you to purchase vagina on Amazon? The hell? Oh, my Lord. I know I'm trying to remind you. You came on, you're like, you've been on the air for 10 minutes, and you're like, yeah, purchase vagina and do whatever you want to it. Well, I, well, I mean, from a female standpoint, you can purchase penis too, but it just don't sound as good coming from my mouth saying purchase penis. So, <laughs> but you just Why? said it twice. I, I don't know about that mouth. I don't know about that mouth because you just said it twice, and you said it clearly. You did not stutter. <laughs> but it don't feel good. It don't feel good saying that. Well, maybe it does, and we won't know because we can't see what you're doing with your hands. Anyway. Yeah, but- Oh, um, what what is Ron's method called? 
Ron? What is it? What's the name of it? I, I mean, there's no I, name to it. I got. I called it the Sybil method, where you talk to your damn stuff. But that's just me. I don't know. I'm trying to find a good name for it. Okay. Okay. We accept that. We accept that into the um the vote. Thank you. Appreciate it. The yeah. Sybil method. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, so Ron said that you should first have a conversation with yourself and explain to yourself why it is you want to do that. Right, Ron? Absolutely. I mean, there's certain power, hungry trips. There's certain things that okay. are, you know, let's experiment. There's certain things and that then, are, you know, this may help us. And so, you know, you got to ask yourself these questions first. Okay. And then after you have this conversation with yourself, you said that you should just opt out and purchase vagina. I'm recapping. I mean, I mean, listen, you don't want a sexual activity to ruin your relationship. I mean, you don't want saying, your baby, why don't we, you let me put it in your ear? You know what I'm saying? The fuck up your whole relationship. You don't want that to happen. So, so, you know, so here. You just, Riddle me this, Batman. Do you, do you then say, what if she isn't going for this vagina thing? Like, do you then just negate the whole operation abort mission and just not? Or do you say, you know what, you don't know what you're thinking about. I talked to myself and we both agreed that we should go <laughs> purchase this vagina. I mean, I mean, I'm asking. I mean, there's, you have options. I mean, if you're comfortable at that point putting away that feeling in your back pocket and not exercising it, then by all means, you go ahead and do that. If you're not, if you know it's going to rear its head again, and by putting it in your pocket, it's only going to make it come back in another month, two months, then maybe you may want to address it. So, I mean, you have options. I mean, then you have to mm-hmm. ask yourself, is, it worth, is this not worth my relationship? These are questions you got to ask yourself. You know what I mean? So, I mean, these you gotta ask yourself these questions before you ask anybody else, in my opinion. Mhm. So you spend a lot of time talking to yourself, huh? I'm just, I just want to know because I'm curious. Did you say you was bi curious? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I almost asked you, did your mom say that? No, no, no. I didn't say that. Um, specifically, oh, okay. I asked. You. I think that's what I heard. No, you didn't. You didn't hear that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I wish that's what you heard. Right, exactly. Okay, so in this conversation, okay, you're having this conversation, and I'm glad Ron's ignorant behind it got us to this point. Um, so you're having this conversation, and Shakira, feel free to drop a little knowledge about this one. Um, you have this conversation, and... You get to this point, like Ron was kind of setting us up here, where you brought it up. You know, you did one of these methods, maybe the slick one, you threw it out there, or you brought the whole academic research method, or you did the pill talk or the fishing method. And and you said, you know what, this is something I've really been wanting to do, and I want to do this with you, and I think this could take our sexual relationship to another level how do you then 
if your response from your partner is, no, I don't want to do that, I'm not interested in that, and the answer is no, what happens next? Like, how do you proceed? I is mean, it it's the, okay it, for them it, to say the, no? It, it goes back. It goes back to what Ron was saying. You got a decision to make, pretty much. I mean, do you decide to do you decide to go ahead and you know shelve that permanently um, for the sake of your relationship, or do you go ahead and start figuring out whether or not um, whether or not other avenues are available, um, and, and just kind of you know play the play the odds at that point. Um, I've never been a big proponent of it because, you know, I my my whole uh my whole take on relationships is more along the lines of ethical non monogamy. So, you know, for me it would be a matter of, okay, you need to be open enough to allow this person to allow the person in your life as you see as your significant other, um, the avenues to safely explore that and still be able to keep everything as far and not necessarily keep everything, forgive me, that's the wrong word to say. Um, but to, um, to 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 safely explore and 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 know that there aren't any repercussions for it, um, you know, because it may not be something that's detrimental to the relationship. In the in the interest of monogamy, since we're going into you know, since we have to focus on the the, the more dominant relationship dynamic, um, you, you truly do have a choice to make. Do you go ahead and decide to just go ahead and step outside the you know, outside the relationship um, to be able to get that itch scratched, or do you just go ahead and just leave it to the side permanently for the sake of your relationship? Is your relationship strong enough to handle that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess I'm gonna go ahead and ask this question of all of us too. Um, so while we're while we're kind of roundtabling that last question, I want you to add this, like, because this is something that I think Ron might have some experience with. But is it ever fair? Is it ever okay to guilt? Is guilt ever um, an allowable method to get what you want sexually out of your relationship? Guilt tripping is probably the one thing that'll kill your relationship. Uh, faster than anything else on the planet. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. We all agree on that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like, is there I mean, a degree? I, I don't that? know. I, I, I have a bunch of perfect relationships, so I don't. I don't. I don't have bad relationships. So they cannot uh-huh. be true. The devil That's has to be a liar. That's moron. That's my bad. A bunch of perfect, a bunch of perfect like that. Oh, you caught that? You, you caught that? Caught that shit, yeah. So, Ron, have you ever, Ron, have you ever guilted someone into doing something? I'm sure I have. Just like I've been guilted into doing things. I mean, you know, it happens. But one thing I would think that would be a a, a positive or, or, or carrot in the guilt thing is being like, listen, understand this is a two-way street. So I'm going to guilt you into doing something that I want you to do, but now you get to let me do something you want to do. You know what I mean? So if that little caveat is there for reciprocity, maybe it might mitigate it a little bit. But for the most part, I would have to agree with Shakira. Like, that's, 
that's a poison pill. You don't necessarily want to, you know, go down that road, but if you do go down that road, you got to tread lightly. Hmm. That's interesting because, you know what, there are two things that I expected to hear about that. Like, because if I, the wrong answer that I heard in my head when I asked that question was, if she allows herself to be guilted, then that's her damn fault. That's what I heard Ron saying, you know, when I asked this question. And so I was trying to understand that answer. But you kind of elaborate because you kind of said that. You kind of said, yeah, but if I allow that to be reciprocated, then we're just compromising. Is that what, that's what you were saying, right? How are you going to tell me what I'm saying and, and ask me what I'm saying? I mean, I don't think that that's fair yeah, for me. You're confusing me. That's politically correct. That's how you do it. Oh, that's one of those interviewing techniques. Mm. Yeah. I, I just learned something. That's what's up. Jedi. Jedi. No, that's not what I said. I'm I'm not saying if you're stupid enough to fall for this stupid <laughs> bend over. No, that's not what I just said. <laughs> what I said was if you bend over, I'll bend over. That's what I that's what I said. Oh, I have that sound bite for the rest of your life. <laughs> Say that again. If if I bend over, you will bend over. Hmm. You know what I mean. It ain't sound right no, no, no. near a bit. No, no, but no, you know what no, I mean. no, 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 no. I know exactly what I heard. Ron bends over. Never that will never that will never not be burned into my brain. You guys heard that. We already knew that you did the ankle thing, but now you've admitted for everyone that you bend over and take it. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're not going to continue. This is not going to be, Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I wrote it down. So that's what happened. Because please ask him another question. Please, just 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 move on. Move on. Wait a minute. She said because she wrote it down, it's the truth. Yes, that's just like saying everything on the internet is real. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I referred to my notes and it says it, so it was said. It worked. Okay. Well, Ron, I don't know what to do. She ain't just going to try to. Never mind. Um, I guess I can answer. I, for me, like, if he doesn't want to do it, I just kind of be like, oh, okay, you don't want to. All right. He don't bother me, man. And so I can't suggest it. <laughs> like, this is not going to bother me. Um. So does that mean you wouldn't do it? I just won't. Ha- I won't be able to do it with him. Oh, you could still mm. do it, though, right? That's what I'm talking about, Carolina. <laughs> no, like maybe you know our relationship may or may not make it. You know, I don't know what your duration so you is if we're not married. Mm. So do you uh, shelf it? I just so shelf do you it. Shelf it? Or do you I say, you know what, you ain't got no ring on this thing, so I can go do it. I'm going to say, like, no, which I'm going to shelve it. Okay. I'm going to file it in my file cabinet, and then we may revisit it. 
after you get to know me a little bit more, because obviously you don't know me well at this point. So <laughs> we're going to get to know each other a little bit more, and I'm going to bring it back up. Let me shine it up. Bring it back up a little bit. See if you've changed your mind. And so if you haven't changed your mind, then, okay, I'm going to file it back. I really don't know your duration. Maybe the next person will want to. But I'm not going to tell him that. But Are you persistent with your nastiness then? Okay. So there's different things that I like to try. There's different things. I, if you like to call it trisexual or whatever, I wanted to try it at least once. If I don't like it, I will tell you. Mm. I don't like it. I will tell you that. And if I like it, you're going to do like saying a guy can never come with something that you won't try one time. Except for you're not about to TT on me and you're not about to take a dump on me. You're not about to do none of that. You're not about to do none of that. Because that's going to get you busted in your head. <laughs> so, you're not about to do none of that. You have to, your yeah. request has to be within the guideline. You can't just be doing the little off-the-wall stuff. Well, shit, you know how much stuff is off the wall besides pissing on somebody? You right. Like, like anything that I'm going to turn my nose up at, you can't not suggest. And then, you, you can. as long you as can. you... You can move your bowels on me. That's it. Anything else you can talk about. What the hell? Don't do that. That's nasty. Like, don't, don't do none of that. But I have a thing about um, cutting off my air circulation. Please don't cut off my air circulation. Also, nobody so, can choke you. They can't choke me from the front. Oh God damn! <laughs> but he could put you in the he could put you in the goddamn headlock though, right, and beat it up. How is he doing in the bedroom? No, I'm just saying he can't do the things he can't do. Like, please don't put your hands around my neck like you're choking me. Like you're you're don't do that. I like my air. Your air circulation means life. If you cut it off, that means death. No, I can't do it. Lord okay, gosh. now I got a question because I both said I would try golden shower at least once, and I just want to know: Are you the one getting peed on, or you are the one who is peeing on? I don't want nothing on. to do with it. I don't want nothing. Don't I don't want your bathroom situation <laughs> to happen on me. Mm-hmm. This is really I something big you. to you. I'm not even talking about you. I'm asking, I'm asking Abdul if he's oh. getting peed on or is he the pisser. I just want to know who's the pisser. Wait, did he, <laughs> he say something about doing something once? <laughs> Abdul said that. Whoa. <laughs> No, I no don't don't pee on me. Don't do no. I will bust you in your head. Like I want to fight. I'm You I'm You are uh, a risk taker. He said either way. He said he's too close. She can piss on me, and I'll piss on her. Well, you're gonna have to stop reading his comments immediately. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm Elijah Muhammad, and he's Malcolm X, and he has been silenced. You, you know, Ron. Um, oh wow. I so um, Renee, Renee, what is your answer? Like, um, 
For which one? What? For what? <laughs> I, I missed that. What did you say? I said for what? For being peed on? <laughs> no, man, I'm not peeing on people. No, no, man, no, man. Like, oh, um, oh. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to do this thing, or he, or your, or your partner wanted to do this thing, and um, you know, other person says no, like, what happens next? Like, is it like? Imai was saying she would just go ahead and just, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put it on the shelf, but I'm going to do that thing. How would, like, in your relationship, how would you deal with that? If it's something you want to try and your partner still said no and wouldn't let you try it with someone else, just the no is the answer, like, what then? I mean, I can respect that because I'm sure there's going to be things that I say no to. So, when this uh, flat out no, hell no, this, He's going to get that, I'm sure, at some point or another. I can respect it because, like I said, if it's a fantasy, then it's been a fantasy this long. I can hold off. Now, should we mm-hmm. fall out of stuff, then, yeah, if we, can, if we can pull that drive back off the shelf, open it, and shake it all over the place. But I can handle no. As long as you keep giving me what I like right now, I'm good. Yeah. I'm okay. Here. That's a good Don't slack on. Don't slack on what you've been giving me already. I, I get it. I like that. Yeah, that's a good answer. I think I like that. Like, you know, as long as you keep hitting it right, I can deal with no. Okay, okay. <laughs> what? What? You what say that now. That's like saying, I say that's like saying, if you, one, that's maybe kind of hard expectations to put on somebody. To keep doing the things when you're 50 that you were doing when you were 24. Maybe a little hard expectations. But but don't you think men do that to women all the time? Like you still want us to? And that's why relationships fail. Yes, yes. We either got to grow together or grow apart, right? So I mean, you don't do this to me no more. But you know what? I ain't see this coming. You do that. Okay, okay, that's good too. You know what I mean? But I think if we lock ourselves into you guys, listen. When we first met, you made me come three times. I mean, every time we had sex, I got to come three times. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like, damn, son, we got five minutes. I can't make you come three times in five. Like, sometimes you just can't. That's not well, we only got five minutes. Well, I'm, maybe not. Oh, never mind. That's neither here nor there. Let's go. Let's go on. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, sometimes it's kind of rough to pigeonhole somebody into expectations that they were when they were younger, that they have to continue to uphold. You know, no. Abdul, just said, Abdul just said something that I can hear coming out of Ron's mouth. He said, you only live once. Mm. You know, mm. so his whole thing is, you know, you only live once. Go ahead and try it. You all the mm. nasty shit you've been putting out, and let's get down to some business. Let's make this nasty happen. Listen, I'm clear that when it comes to something especially urine, it is a reflection of what you put in your body. So if you put clean things in your body, then your urine is clean. So it don't have to be a nasty thing. It's more of a stigma that's attached to it. So I'm clear. You, you know what I mean? But the stigma that's attached to it, I ain't comfortable with. So ain't no heifer pissing on me. So, so that's, that's all I'm saying. If you want to do that, then all right, you go ahead and lay down in the tub and let her do that to you. But I'm good. 
No, it's not going to happen. Nah. Mm-mm. Ron, what, up. What, Ron, how would you handle it if you were in the middle of that experience, you know, you hit it from the front, back, side, side, whatever is your position, and you're like, oh, okay, I can feel her getting wetter, but then she gets wetter and it gets warmer, and you realize, you know what? Bitch has to just pee on me. No, First of all, you can't pee us. while you having sex. No, no, she peed on us if that's what happened. No, she, she, she did a POB. That's the <laughs> But yes, you can't see why you have sex, right? Uh, no. Okay, so let's say she's done. Like, okay, you're, you know, it's over, and it just happens. Like you've already discussed this. You've said I don't think I want to try that, and lo and behold, boom, there you go. Okay, even in that situation, again, you have options. The option can be like, yo, you know what? I told you don't do it. You did it. It's over. No, I know, because you know okay. what you was doing. You could have got to go into the bathroom. Or you could be like, you know what, you That's did that people. to me. So now, since you did something to me, you got to let me do something to you. You use that as a chip. So this, you still got options. You always got options. Oh, oh, okay. So it's not it's not death be unto you. It's like, okay, how do I work this now? I'm, like, doing, I'm, sorry, it, I'm right? confused. Like, Abdul, okay. are you saying that piss is clean, or are you asking Ron did he say clean piss? I'm confused. All right. Didn't I um, tell you to stop answering this man's question? What can you do? Why are we talking about piss, piss toxicity with with Either way, it came out of your body, and it was stored somewhere. So I don't want to hold Well, like, for instance, if it ain't, if we all know. If it ain't what I asked for, wait a minute, wait a minute. If it ain't what I asked for, then I don't want to. I don't want to pee. I want your TP. I don't want to that. I'm going to take a poll right now. I'm going to take a poll right now. How many of us would allow our significant other to pee on us? Just, you know, once it's a life, you know, once we only get one time to do this thing. Like, if I don't like it, we never do it again. And only people that will know, you know, will be us. So. I'm going to ask, just yes or no, just yes or no. Just one time, you really like this person, guy or, or girl. You really, really like them. And, you know, they've let you do some shit. Maybe not as far as pissing on them, but they've let you try some things. So, Imaj, was you just one time? Nobody will know, just the two of you. Ryan, nobody will know, just the two of you. Probably not. Uh-oh. And the reason I think probably, probably not. Because there's a stigma attack. When I turned 40, you know what I'm saying, I realized that you have to get a colonoscopy. You see what I'm saying? So as a man, you have to come to grips with certain things. that you. <laughs> so it's about how that thing is placed on the table. So more times than not, I'm going to say get the hell out of here, go shop on the toilet bowl. But if it's placed in the right environment, I mean, put it past me, I'm a nasty bastard. But more than likely, it's not going to happen. Every day, just the two of you, no one would ever know. It's bedroom stuff, would you, baby? Think about it. Well, I would know. That's enough for me. (laughs) It's not good for you. It doesn't work for you. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay. Okay, so that's a series of of three no's. Abdul said yes, and he did post um, again that his answer was yes. This one. So I just want to make sure. And, Ron, he was asking you about the clean piss part. That was a question. So if it was clean piss, would you let it? I I think that's what he means. If it was clean piss, could that person um, pour it on you, I guess? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. The process of washing piss, I'm not sure. But that's what Anyway, it's clean body waste. It don't go together. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though. It's, it's so clean, but they why they call it waste? If it's waste, I don't want trash. I don't want to dig the trash, so I don't want nothing coming out of somebody's, anybody's body. You have to have it all. Keep it mm-hmm. right. You want to? Mm-hmm. Don't. Okay, okay oh. so that. So, so runs the answer. No way. Hold on. Let's take a step back, though. Let's take a step back. Because you do know that technically sweat is waste. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure so you that, that all of us just have some money. cup of sweat. That's what you're going to do? No, first of all, nobody's talking about drinking piss. All right, so don't talk about drinking sweat. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa. We're just talking about the stuff being on you. You know what I mean? So if you've let sweat be on you, which is a byproduct of waste. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And if you talk to any environmentalist, there's a way for you to clean your urine and drink your urine in instances where there is no water. So there's definitely a process for that to be able to be done and that your body can do. So there's always ways, tomato, tomato, how you look at it, your perspective is what makes you to, to this point of whether it's acceptable or unacceptable. Hold on. Sound but, bite number two for the night. Ron only will allow clean piss. Who the fuck said that? Is that not what you said? Because it's biodegradable or something. What did you just say? Like, it's okay? Because oh, it's, it's sometimes break down and things back into the earth. Whatever you said. I'm just saying. I heard a definite yes out of your mouth just now. Did you justify that you can't clean the pits? And clean pits, you can drink it. So you might as well pour it on me. Something like that. Something like that. If that's what you choose to do. <laughs> Okay, see, that's what I thought I heard. That's all I'm saying. I just can't. Jesus, speak to Okay, so so moving on to these things. So so um, if you, if you are in a serious relationship with someone, kind of monogamous, and I say kind of because Ron doesn't believe in monogamy, so whatever his version of monogamous is. Um, and if you are in a serious relationship and you decide that um, you want to try something that your spouse doesn't agree with, 
I say spouse, but we say partner because everybody doesn't have a spouse. Okay, so partner. And what, if it's to a point where it kind of keeps coming up in your thoughts, then is that ever something or that, that thing, that fantasy, that desire, is there ever a point where it's strong enough to be the only reason that your relationship can't work? And that be okay? Like, is that that not a problem? If that's the one thing, you know, let's say you seriously want to try to have um, two women at one time, like two men at one time, and your partner is like, no, but you continue to have that fantasy. And everything else in your relationship is good. And I'm not saying perfect, but I'm saying good to the point where if you didn't have that desire, you wouldn't be thinking about not being with this person. Is it okay for that to be the one thing that kind of separation? Or does that mean like you have a problem? We're not getting separated for that. We're not going to get separated for that. I'm going to have me some good old nap time when you're not available to my thought of it. That's all I got to say. Whoa, whoa. Does that mean that you're going to walk around and sneak behind his back? Is that what that means? Or No, I can have a great fantasy about it. I can. And make myself happy. Hmm. I mean, I mean, it's not, I, I just, I'm not going to, because I've, I've been in that situation, I think. Yeah. yeah, I've been in that situation on both ends of the spectrum. So I'm just going to, you know, stand by, take a nap, have a nice visual, rub me one out, and go on sleep. Wouldn't be enough to, to, to stop our relationship. But that's because I don't value that thing that much. There's other things I value that if we can't do those things, then I would end our relationship. So if you value having two partners that much that I can see it made cause a relationship in your relationship. In mine, it wouldn't cause a problem because, you know, whatever, been there, done that. But that being said, so it all depends on what you hold sacred or what you hold, what you put importance to. If you put importance to your woman being able to see you had every day, that may be a deal breaker. She's like, nah, I'm not doing it every day. His last girl did do it every day. You know what I mean? So it's all about where you put your importance, but that's not a deal breaker for me to say. And I feel like if a fantasy is a deal breaker for a relationship, your relationship been messed on to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if it's something, yeah, I just want to want to do you and somebody else, and if I can't have it, we might as well part ways. That's telling me there's something missing in that relationship. It's not just you trying to do something different and fun or exploring. That's something actually missing in your relationship. That's just my opinion. Though. I mean, if I'm going to leave you because I play with you, her, or you and him, then there's something wrong there. That's not just the fantasy that's being played out. Indeed. Y'all are so smart. I love smart friends. And it excites me to know that Abdul... Stop this song. <laughs> I need to stop laughing before I even say any damn thing. I haven't, I haven't oh. looked. I'm just waiting for Ron 
um, reaction. Okay. What you want me to do, Dave Chappelle show? I want to piss on you. <laughs> I just feel like it's great to know that Abdul feels like it's not that serious. Like, him pissing on someone or being pissed on is not that serious in his relationship to not um, be together. So that's great to know that you don't have an obsession with being pissed on or pissing on someone so much so that it will be a deal breaker. So absolutely. I mean, but so where the hell does he draw the line at? Where does he draw the line, line at? In what way? I mean, that's not important. I mean, so maybe bloodletting isn't at all. It's not that serious. She cut me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe bestiality ain't at all. It's just a chicken. So what? We can do it. We love each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, where does he draw the line? <laughs> well, I'm sure that's something that we'd have to ask him. Um, no, we should ask him a goddamn thing else. <laughs> He's a cool dude. Don't get me wrong. He, he, he's a cool dude, but cuckoo. <laughs> I would never say that about him. Though. I think he's just um, pretty open. That's what you got me for. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And his response is he just likes to try new things. And if those new things aren't hurting anyone, why not? Chicken would hurt somebody, but routine, especially, you know, pre-cleaned, would not. Right? So they, and Ron's going to tell you how to find that pre-cleaned piss, Abdul. So hit him up well, on I mean, listen, Facebook. Today, as we know, I fast on Wednesdays. So all I've had to drink was tea and well, water. Water, basically, all day. I had one cup of coffee. But right now, I'm I'm crystal clear when I urinate. So all them toxins that y'all put in your body, I don't got those right now. So it's a different. Listen, I got that good piss. I got that good piss. You want some? Thank you. I am so glad somebody told your ass to shut up and it wasn't me. <laughs> It's like good here. I got good here. I got that good here. Got... What? what? You know what? Oh, my God. No. You ain't got no good hair. Mm-mm. You got Negro you got hair. I don't think you can say good and Ron unless you end it with bye. Ain't shit good about anything you say dealing with Ron. Oh, my How about Reddit? Does that work, too? That was, it is good, yeah. Okay, so of course we're now in reported time. So that means that I need to tell Renee to post all of her stuff, her links on my Facebook page to share out with those listeners that are going to be looking for it there. Um, Ron doesn't have an off switch, so he goes until I hang up on his ass, and that's just kind of. Like Imaj does have an off switch. See how you be just shouting me out for no reason, and Imaj is just big patty patty too. <laughs> Imaj is amazing. She doesn't have the problems that you have. No, she is amazing. You're totally right. I didn't. I didn't dispute that. But you know, she talks just as much as me. <laughs> 
you know what? <laughs> How do you give somebody a compliment and then shave them right immediately after? <laughs> I guess, you know, and I try, I try, I try so hard to be nice. But that Tessa's mouth, yeah, that Tessa's so wrong. I try, I try so hard to treat him nicely. I do. But he just, I know you do. And you do you people? see what he gets you? Do you see what you he gets people. you? You people. You people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> <laughs> you people. <laughs> Abdul says that we just went off the air and we were still kind of talking, so he's missing out. And he said that we need to add more time to the show because he needs more time with us. We appreciate mm-hmm. you, Abdul. But I think if you and Ron spend any more time together, one of you is changing your last name. So, so let me ask you a question. So are, are, listeners, are listeners invited to a wind down vacation? Um, I think we should. I think we should invite some of our listeners. Hey, hey, Imaj, this is a setup. There is an alarm. You should back away from the question. You cannot trust anything I mean, that okay, he okay. asks you. How about you. this? We, we at least bring one friend. I agree with a friend. No, 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 no. Friends and listeners are two different things. I ain't got no, Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Tomato, tomato. Two different things. Whoa. <laughs> This is so not happening right now. This is a setup. Please stop it. And we can have past guests. Maybe they would want to go to. Just see, this is starting to come in the shape. Oh, oh yes. Awesome. Okay, past you are being set up. You are being down. set up, Iman. Please stop well, look, it. Look, all I know is I'm in the room with you. So how am I being set up? Oh, yeah. But he's. Because it's what he, he what it's what he wants to invite. That, that's the problem. What you invite? It's the punchline. I don't appreciate the connotation that you're trying to associate with me. What are you talking about? Yeah, because I know your ass. That's what I'm saying. Ron, I would need to see your guest list beforehand. Look, there you, you go. can make the guest Problem list. Solved. I don't even have to have no. I don't have to have no input on the guest list. I was just throwing an idea out there since Abdul said he wanted to spend more time with us and he can come with us on vacation. That was my thought mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Check your messages before you do all that. And I'm thinking that he was also trying to think about some of the older guests. And when he says older, he means it oh, in the some older other list. kind of way. The older listeners. All right, all right, all right. Since we're in recorded time, I know we're not talking about old relations. I know we're not talking about that. There's some more. Mm. You know mm. we could talk about, you know mm. what I'm saying, grandfather mm. time. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. This, I don't know now if you understand why I asked you to back away from the comments here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you want to have this conversation right now. I don't think I want to hear your voice right now. <laughs> that, so I mean, then, Imaj, I think Imaj, you pick up the torch and continue saying what I was going to say, Imaj. Oh, so now it's tag team because you're trying to lightweight get Imaj too. But 
She better check low key. She better check low key because this is this is about to ankle back on her. <laughs> and it's going to all go back to a post someone you know put on Facebook and everybody got to talk about. And he's going to bring that up and you're going to be right on this bench with me. No, 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 I'm not. No, this is solely focused on you. <laughs> I mean, well, I think yours would actually fine. I think yours would. Mine has no idea. I think they may have deleted me. I think they did. Let me go see. Because he ain't saying nothing. Let me go see. Now he's still there. Mm. But... And, um, and he's so old, if he went on the trip, but if he would get a senior citizen's discount. So mm, you know. Mm, mm. You know that AARP mm. reduction, you know what I'm saying? That brings the cruise price down or the or, or the resort price down, wherever we had to. So, I'm know. just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. If anybody's going to look into the pricing of, I don't know, maybe a cruise, I need it to be you, Imash. Because okay. I know if Ron handles it, he's going to go straight for carnival because he thinks that means you can bring your pet and your elephant. And that's not how this is going down. Well, listen, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. I would, okay, so this is the thing. Carnival is more fun than Royal Caribbean. Mm-mm. Well, Royal yes, Caribbean but Royal Caribbean is a better ship. They have, yeah, they have better ships. But then, but stuff closes down on Royal Caribbean. On Carnival, they don't really close down. Right, exactly. There are no elephants on Carnival. The food is better on Carnival. I really didn't care for the food on Royal Caribbean. Um, I repeat, elephants are not allowed just because it's titled Carnival. Ron, that means you cannot bring the baby elephant. All right. Even though all, I would love to ride the elephant on the cruise. All right, stop, stop. Subliminals. This is a subliminal free zone. All right, no subs right now. Okay. Okay. I'm talking to you overtly about your old ass crush. You don't have to know what I'm saying. And I'm overtly talking to you about the long term pregnancy. And I stress long term that <laughs> don't we gotta go. No. <laughs> no. But you know, if we look into a cruise, I will definitely look into both. I will look into both and I will do some pricing and I will determine which places need passports and which places don't. So you just start do you have a passport, Shamar? Say that again. Do I have a passport? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it it wouldn't be necessary if it would be a cruise because you can use your birth certificate to travel out the country. Only you, go, you can only go to the Bahamas on your birth certificate. You can't go anywhere else without it. You go to Mexico. Okay, that works. Nope, you can't go to Mexico with no. that. I can meet no, y'all in Mexico. No That's just down the street for me. Uh-uh, there ain't the part of Mexico we're going to. Mm-mm. Oh, that is not the part. No, I mean even if you're nice to the cartel, it's almost like having your private uh, security team. Wait, when you say Mexico is down the street from you, is that a shot at your neighbors? 
I'm, I'm just curious if because I don't think that the Guadalajara's would appreciate that. That is not what I said. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know we're way over in recording time, and I'm really done playing with my stupid self. That's one of what you meant. I, I was looking I just had a thought about something. I think I know why this epidemic continues. I think there's a fear post pregnancy treatment. I, 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 I was gonna say I was gonna say what epidemic is she talking about, but then she comes with this fuckery. I'm like, no. I think that's why we won't go to the final terms of this thing. I think we're just like, you know what? It's cheaper to just be a host body. It's starting to make sense. See, right now what you're doing is you're being very selfish because unless the people know exactly what you're talking about, they think you're just mumbling, right? They don't. I think they they realize that we're talking about your friend. No, we're talking about nothing. Girl. Nothing. 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 Okay. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Well, let's talk about the people. The revolution will not be televised, obviously. Neither will the <laughs> evolution. <laughs> oh, right, my God. <laughs> I can't. I can't no more. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went, okay, so we really enjoyed having Arthur Renee Wallace on the show. And if you would please make sure to check my page for links to her books on Amazon and go ahead and add her on Facebook and follow her and learn more about her. She's a really awesome person. And then, of course, you can come back here next week. We'll have more talent and we'll have more time make you laugh and forget the worst part of your day. Unless that's wrong. We can't help you there. So, say goodnight, everyone. Yay, thank you for having me. Thank you for hanging out. I forgot you were on the line because we were acting so silly. Sorry, Renee. Oh, y'all were fine. Y'all had me tickled. <laughs> no, she and... more forgot because she's unprofessional, not because we were talking I, I mean, I remember, and I was about to ask her a question too until you start bringing up you know, elephantitis. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we cannot help that the gestation just ended. Just ended. Or did it? Did it? And wait a minute. No, it ain't been that long. Well, we don't know. There was another elephant that came along. I don't know. I think we, but, I think we got another six months. Jesus Christ. Well, it is 667 days. Oh, Lord, how much? (laughs) That is the gestation of an elephant. Yes, it is. Okay, so, all right, all right. You know what? I'm glad y'all went down this road. So, so Ms. Wallace, may I ask you a question real briefly? Uh Uh Uh-huh. It's a two-part question. Firstly, do you go to church? Do I what? Here we go. Do they have like a chat line and a hookup line in your church? <laughs> I don't know. No, they, 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 they don't, right? Because I know some people on this line with us where their church is turned up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
somebody on the line that they church, they be having the hookups, they be having the, the threesome ministries, and they be having the, you know what I'm saying, come put your hand on me collection plate, they be having all kind of things. No. No, let's have this conversation. This is the conversation I want to have. Let's talk about that. Hmm. And on that note, we're going to call it a night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs> now we don't want to talk now. We don't want to chat no more. Okay. <laughs> That's Good night. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. You're horrible. You are a horrible person. That's how you're going to hell. Definitely fall down. You ain't yelling. <laughs>